you can have an abundant life through Jesus Christ. He is our shepherd. We want to learn to follow his lead. If we learn to follow his lead, you're going to, listen, you're just going to have a great, fantastic life. What I'm saying is, is one of the fullness that I see from him to live a life fuller is just getting me away from those things that were robbing me of my joy and robbing me of my life. Sin always robs us of our life. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I am Bill McMinn, along with Mark Hostetler, both pastors at Eagleville Bible Church. Been talking through John chapter, well, John, all the chapters. We're in chapter 10 now. And I love it because this one's going to be about living your best life. Because there's a verse here that actually our church motto is based on. We want everyone to experience the best life possible in Christ. Yeah, That's from John 10, 10, where Jesus Christ came to give life and give it to the full. So he's talking here in these terminologies, I'm your shepherd, which I think is cool that Jesus Christ calls him a shepherd. It reminds me that I'm supposed to shepherd people too. And a lot of times we have shepherding opportunities. We have friends, we shepherd, we have families, we shepherd. If you're a school teacher, you have kids, you shepherd. I think there's a lot of ways to look into this and really look at a practical side of it. So I think that's really cool too. Bill, I love the shepherd aspect in this. Shepherd equals protection. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when he says, I'm the good shepherd, I'm the one protecting you. You know, you think back, I mean, uh, the, the story of David, when he said, I went and he said, I went and grabbed the sheep out of the lion's mouth. Right. You know what I mean? I brought that thing back. That's a good picture. You know, right. Jesus is the one that's protecting me and he's, he's pursuing me all the days of my life. That's what it says in Psalm 30, uh, 23. Correct. You know? And and in this passage, it's not pursuit, it's guidance. So you, yes. you look right. at, yes, we know that Jesus mm-hmm. Christ seeks out the lost sheep, but we also know that he's guiding. And I think we see this term all the time, by the way. I've seen it. You've seen it. I know you have. Sheeple. <laughs> you know, you're being sheeple. You know, if you feel like if everyone's listening to the government too much or you're listening to the media too much or you're right. listening to some other voice and just everyone's, oh, okay, I just blindly kind of follow. Sheeple. And we laugh about that. But I do recognize there is an aspect to which humanity does need leadership. Humanity does need people to guide. They do need encouragement. They do need somebody who's been there kind of before. So I I think it's great. And Jesus Christ is a shepherd. And one of the things that he says is his sheep hear his voice. Now, this is relevant. I had one time my boss, when I was in seminary, he wanted to buy a sheep to turn it into food. And so that's why he was buying the sheep. So he wanted mutton, I guess. And so anyway, they turn us loose and he goes, hey, come with me. We've got to get the sheep. Okay. So we go onto this beautiful property in southeastern Pennsylvania, all big corral and all these sheep. And this is, this is the job. Grab one. Let's just, let's just get one. I don't mm-hmm. think they're really too particular on which one we got. 
I'm telling you, they scattered every yeah. time we took a step. And and my boss is like, now go easy. You know, these guys can have a heart attack or whatever. You know, you might yeah. chase them too much or work them too much. I'm like, I don't know how the heck we're supposed mm -hmm. to catch it. Right. Because if we weren't the shepherd. So so they would never right. come to us. If we were the shepherd, we could have whistled. We could have called them. They would have been right there. Walk right next to them. Walk Absolutely. right next to them. Yeah. They, they would have come right over to us. They would have trusted us. We were the stranger. And like it's going to say here later, the sheep never listen to the stranger's voice. Yeah. We were the stranger. So then later when we finally catch a sheep, we get it back to his farm on his property. He goes, hey, let's let's weigh it. So I'm going to have you stand on the scale, weigh you. I'm going to have you grab the sheep and hold the sheep. So I know how much to pay this guy because I'm paying by the pound. I'm like, okay. So... Man, I, I laid hold of that sheep in the pen. He drug me right out across the field. <laughs> they're so strong. <laughs> they like, are, you think man. a little they... sheep, like, oh, those little sheep, they're so docile and weak. Oh, no, they are not weak. No man. way. They are, they're not predators, but they're not weak. They're actually part they, of rodeos. They're dragging me, man. I mean, right. there was, it was strong. And they... So finally, I had to get them up on a scale, hold them, jump up on a scale and weigh them. Right. So that was like my sheep experience. It helped me to understand a little bit about what he's saying here. My sheep hear my voice. They follow me because they know who I am. It's great illustration too because what happened to that sheep when it went with you it had to all of a sudden come with you you know when it followed that stranger it ended up losing its life you know it died because that's what you guys got it there right. for you know i think there's some wisdom there if you if you don't recognize the voice don't follow it right don't 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 chase after that thing man because it's going to take you down a path that's going to end up in probably destruction you know, right. because that's what the enemy does. He comes in and he steals, kills, and destroys. I mean, right. that's what he's doing. Well, that's doing, John 10, you know? 10, that's, too. Right, exactly. Right. That's gonna, we're going to get to that. Part. Right. But they were, uh, the, his sheep hear his voice. There's a close relationship with the sheep because they can recognize his voice. And so I kind of love that in John chapter 10. I want to get, I want to scoot mm -hmm. over there actually to that verse. Mm -hmm. And he said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man's a thief and a robber. So he recognizes there's people that don't have the best interest of the sheep in hand. He who enters by the door is the shepherd. To him, the gatekeeper comes. The sheep hear his voice. So the real shepherd, sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought all his own, he goes before them as, a she as the sheep follow him, for they know his voice a stranger yeah. they will not follow in verse five but they will flee from him for they do not know him and i i love that aspect of we hear a sheep i love the fact that jesus christ being ahead of us and trying to give some guidance in our lives if we're willing to listen to him yeah so are we open to how god leads in a day and that's one thing i was trying to think about today mm -hmm. because i've had a lot of conversations i didn't anticipate having i walk out uh, to the parking lot to get my bible today and well there's a lot of a lot of young families here in the church. So I walk in the gym, talk to a few of them. Mm -hmm. One family had had COVID. How are you doing? They're doing well. So I just wanted to check in on them. I walk out. One of the sheriff's deputies out in the parking lot. He waves to me. He comes over and he talks to me for a while. I come back in while I'm out there. Uh, some of the administrators from the uh, local school uh, came by to pick up some food actually to help mm -hmm. a family uh, from our food pantry. So they're asking if I need bail money. So I told them write a check because I was out <laughs> talking to the sheriff's deputy. So right. then I come in there and I'm talking to these guys and uh, you know, you just don't know in a funny. given day, like yeah. what's going to happen. And I yeah. told you as we kind of walked away from all those conversations that, well, you know, I don't mind giving that half hour, hour or whatever it was in my time to, 
do something I didn't anticipate just to talk to people, just to, how are you doing? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, because, you're helping a family and there's ministry happening. It's great stuff. Right. Because no matter what we're doing, no matter where our day ends up taking us in all things, we're seeking to bring him glory anyways. I mean, it's, we're going to try to turn that to the glory of God anyways. So, right. You know what? Um, we're just going to take it as it comes and try to be as faithful as we can to point them right. to Jesus. You know, at right. any at any time, it doesn't matter. One thing too, you know, you know, people because the shepherd is there for his sheep, and because the shepherd's leading them, and they're used to him, and they hear him. It's really a good evaluation tool. Are people following your lead? Mm. And if they're not willing to follow your lead, maybe it's because you haven't spent any time with them. They're not. Gonna, you can't be a stranger to the people that you seek to lead. You know, I think of a couple of events happening over the weekend. Something's going on Friday night at, with people in the church. Something's going on Saturday night. So I told my wife, you know, I plan to be there because mm-hmm. I've got to take opportunity when I can to get to know people because there's got to be a familiarity between right. you and the sheep. And I noticed the other night, it was interesting that I've been at a wedding actually that I did. And there were a number of, you know, couples from the church there. We all talked and hung out and laughed and joked around and conversated and all that stuff. But the next Sunday morning, they're, they're the ones that are going to come up to you and say something first because you just spend time with them. And I think that spending time with people is something that we can't underestimate the power of it. Absolutely, man. You're building trust. You're building trust in the people. Good shepherds build trust, you know? Uh, you get a shepherd that's going to whip a sheep every time he's around. I mean, that sheep's not, I don't care how much it recognizes its voice. It's not going to want to come to him, no. you know, Agreed. and it, you got to build that trust. You got to know that, you know, that sheep has to know that you are there for their protection, that you're there to love them. Just like you as our pastor, you know, when you, you can speak the greatest message up there at all, but if you're not connected with us as the sheep, uh, you know, that God has entrusted you with, your words are going to fall on deaf ears, man. Well, because I, I think I, that, I think it's a great point. I think it comes yeah. down to, do you love the sheep? Absolutely. And if you, you love the sheep, they're, they're going to know. It's interesting. We have this cat on our property, and I don't know if this analogy really fits or not, but I'm going to give it anyway. <laughs> you have the cat, microphone. You can give us whatever. This, yeah. Dude, this cat came as a stray as a big kitten when it first showed up two, three years ago on our property. It, will, it doesn't like to be petted. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes you can. It'll finally relent. It'll lay down and let you scratch its head or whatever. But it'll, it'll kind of run and always shy away. But if I walk back into that field, that cat's going to be right there with me. And when I come back, that cat's coming back too. Like that cat will follow me. I'll go check something out in the garden. The cat will just be right with me. It just, it wants to be near, you know, we feed it. We've showed a love to it. We've got like, it knows. I don't know that it would for someone that didn't know, Hmm. but for us that it's familiar with, even though you can't really pick it up too readily. I mean, you can, if you kind of work easy at it, but that, man, that cat follows you everywhere. It's a stray. It was. I mean, it's not I mean, anymore. It, it I mean, could have been. It could have been abused. I mean, it could have been misused in some way in the past, and now it has a, a you know a hesitance, and that's a good analogy too. Yeah, you it's know? just skitterish. I, I think the cat is of, of a breed of cat. It's got the right colors that yeah. they say. The cats that color are just a little more skitterish, and I've, I've experienced mm-hmm. that before. But just, I think, I think it's a great point, Bill, because, I mean, we've seen people come in from other churches, and they're very sp- uh, skeptical right. you right. know what i'm saying they're like they're on edge they don't right ah, i'm not going to get too close i'm not going to get you know and then, and then they get to know that 
you know, we, we actually do care for you a lot, you know, right. and I hope that happens not just to pastoral work, you know, a husband to his wife, a, a husband or a father to a kid, uh, you know, that, that you're building those relationships that, that, Hey, you can trust me. You know, when I used right. to discipline my children, I had a, uh, you know, I, I believed in spanking, you know, and so I, I would spank him. I had a device that I used a paddle, you know, right. I would sit him down and I'd explain to him, listen, I love you. For your training, this is what's going to happen. Right. And I administered the discipline. As soon as that happened, I dropped the paddle and I brought him into my chest. Right. And I held him there. Right. They knew that they can trust me. Right. I'm not hurting them. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not out to hurt them. Right. Uh, but I am out to train them. Right. You know, I think Jesus' guidance is out to train us. It's right. out to show us the way to go. You know, we just well, have to we'll trust him, We'll be disciplined man. if we go the wrong way, obviously. Absolutely, you because know, so. we're his children. We're his sheep. He loves us. Right. You know? Well, I talked to, to a family just the other day, and they were talking about how they had come, like you said, from another church. And one of the things they noticed right away about our church is they don't feel like the pastors are all about them. Mm -hmm. It's not like, hey, look at me, and I'm great, and I'm special, kiss my ring. Yeah. It's <laughs> right. just, it's just not, it's not that. No. And no. they said they, they recognize that right away and they appreciate it because you as a pastor, as a shepherd in whatever your role is, mine's a pastor, you're maybe a teacher or a parent or what have you. You're, you have to, you're not here for you. Like you don't exist. Like the church of Eagleville Bible church does not exist for the institution the business of Eagleville Bible Church Incorporated. Right. The church exists for the people. The pastors are here for the people. Mm -hmm. We're not here. We're not here so the people can benefit us. No, you're here so you can benefit the people. And I think that's a whole different way of living. When Jesus Christ came here, Jesus Christ did not come to benefit himself. Jesus Christ came to benefit others. And this is something that we always have to watch out for. You don't ever, even if you're running a business, you don't want to communicate the business as such that. The, the purpose of the business is you coming to benefit me. Mm -mm. You're coming to my business. You're coming to spend money to benefit me. You have a business, even if it costs people money to benefit them, whether That's it's right. photography, That's whether exactly it's rentals, right. whether it's you're a doctor, whatever it is, you're here to benefit them, Absolutely. not saying, hey, listen, I'm glad you guys all came because I got to buy a yacht. Okay, I bet you lose business. Seriously, yeah. I, I think if people thought that, that they were just somehow a number, they were somehow not important to you, I think that's probably I think, exactly what I think what Jesus, Jesus could have absolutely said, hey, I'm here to be served. Right. He didn't. He no. said, I came to serve you, not to be served. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's an incredible statement from the God of the universe. Right. You know? Right, he how, came, do you hear, how do you hear his voice, though? Like, if, if you look mm -hmm. at it right now, how do you hear the voice of Jesus Christ? He says, they hear my voice. Yeah. Man, I think about that sometimes, Mark. I'm like. Right, right. Hey, am I hearing the voice of Jesus? Or I mean, am I hearing I think, my own voice in my head? You know, whose voice right. am I hearing, right? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I think, uh, to me, I just try to keep it as simple as possible. I think, I, I feel, uh, personally, I feel promptings. Uh, I told you this morning, I, I woke up this morning, and I had somebody on my mind, and I said, I have to talk to her. Uh, today, I'm going to talk to her. That's right. what I felt the Lord say to her. And I had it on my schedule. I was going to talk. She called me. At like 11 o'clock, she called me. Hey, all I wanted to do is talk to you today. I just felt like I had to talk to you. That's God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? God prompted me. He prompted her. She just wanted to talk to me. Right. That's an awesome, awesome right. thing, you know? I love her. I mean, she's a, a wonderful saint for the Lord, you know? And I haven't connected with her in a couple of weeks, and 
the same day. This isn't coincidence. No, this is the no. Lord's voice. This yeah, is his prompting. And we just got to be obedient right. with it, you know? Yeah. And the more, I think too, Bill, the more exposure, the more you're, the more you exercise it, the better you are at hearing it. You know what I'm saying? The better you are at knowing, right. you know? Well, I think too. I mean, I think that we need to be in prayer. I think that we need to mm-hmm. read the Bible and think be in church. I mean, all these are ways, you know, if someone says, why do you hear the voice of the Lord? Well, not listening to the voice of strangers, I can tell you that, because one of the things that I see, it says that, you know, they'll run from a stranger. I see people in our church literally running to the stranger, the person who wants to sell them drugs, the person who wants them to be immoral, the person who wants them to lie. They're the ones sometimes that they're following, and I'm like, no, that's the voice of the stranger. The stranger's the thief. The stranger's the one who's not, doesn't have your best interest at heart, by way of analogy, just by way of analogy, the stranger's the one who's thinking about them, not you. When you think about mm-hmm. some of the problems that people are having, they're having those problems because they're they're not discerning the voice of Jesus from yes. the voice of the stranger, yes. and they're confused as to what direction they should go. Like there's an, a, a true confusion. They're going up, the stranger's calling up, Jesus is calling, and you see the back and forth all the time. I know I need to be in church, but then next week I'll be using drugs. Then I need to be at church, and then I'm yeah. going to be at the drug house. Well, now, wait a minute. You got you to gotta make a decision. Who are you going to follow? Mm-hmm. That's where you got to learn to discern the voice of Jesus. Now, I think the voice of Jesus is always going to be full of truth. Oh, sure. Everything right. that you you think you're hearing from Jesus is going to be a specific truth. It's not, I, I don't think God works in generalities at all. I think he works with absolute specifics. Right. So if you're, if you're looking for the voice of God in a situation, uh, be paying attention to where you get accurate, truthful, information right you know what i mean not not nebulous not maybe false you know that you're trying to twist into something true right it's got to be true right. he is full of truth okay right. and grace and the holy spirit also uh, has been given to us to lead us into all truth and right. he's going to come he's going to bring us back so i i I've made it a common practice to just pray to the spirit and say, Hey, I need your help here. Guide me into the truth. Right. If you ask for God, you're going to get it. But here's the fact. When you say Jesus Christ guides according to truth, he's not going to guide you in a way that's inconsistent with his word. You can't come to us and say, Hey, Jesus told me to go cheat on my wife. Uh, No, Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ did not. Jesus Christ did not tell you to waste all your money gambling on a football game. That is not what the, not the voice of Jesus. I'm sorry. Anyway, Jesus Christ is a door to verse seven. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I'm the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers. The sheep is not have not listened to them. I'm the gate. Whoever enters me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pastures. Now, his body was the gate. Literally, he's the gate. He's protecting them from predators. Mm-hmm. And he's saying this, in me is salvation. In me is pasture. In me is a fulfilling life. John 10, 10, a thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that they might have life and have it to the full. That's amazing stuff right there. I've come to give you an abundant life. I've come to give you a great life. And my question then is, where do you feel like your life is fuller because mm-hmm. of Christ? We know salvation is through faith in him. We can be forgiven, right? We, we know that. Pastor, he's like, I'm going to satisfy you. I'm going to take right. you out. I'm going to yeah. meet your needs. Jesus Christ said, if you, if you seek first his kingdom, all these things will be added unto mm-hmm. you. You'll yeah. have all the things that you need if you're willing to seek him first in his kingdom. So then I look at this abundant life and I say, okay, well, everyone wants the abundant life. Everyone wants a happy mm-hmm. life, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, the way I kind of think of that part anyways was uh, I used to smoke. I used to smoke cigarettes and I used to smoke a lot. And um, I didn't realize what cigarettes were doing to me, to me until I stopped. Right. 
and two weeks goes by, a month goes by, and all of a sudden I see the benefits of, wow, I feel a lot better. I can actually pull concrete right now and not be heaving like a, like a madman, you know? I I think what happens is, um, what happens is when, uh, when Jesus came into my life, all of a sudden, the things that I was involved in, meaning sins, all of a sudden, the effects of those sins were gone. Right. And man, I felt so much better. Which is great. I could get a good night's rest because I wasn't feeling guilty. I wasn't, I didn't have that haunting feeling that that I'm doing something wrong, you know? And I had peace in my life for the first time ever, man. I had peace. And this chapter turned my life around to Jesus. I I met him through this chapter. Right. I I became his sheep through this chapter right here because I I, I realized I didn't know him after I'd done some horrible things to my wife and stuff. I didn't know him. And I read this chapter and it changed my life forever. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And the effects of... What I'm saying is, is one of the fullness that I see from him to live a life fuller is just getting me away from those things that were robbing me of my joy right. and robbing me of my life. Right. Sin always robs us of our right. life, you know? Right. So. No, I, I would agree. And to me, where I would see it in, you know, how does he, how does he fulfill my life? Well, I think keeping me on the right path, I think is one thing, because mm-hmm. then I didn't get into things that are going to, you know, destroy me and take away, rob all my peace. I think service, uh, helping people. Uh, there's a beauty Absolutely. of the of the narrow road. Uh, you have prayer. You have love. You have forgiveness. All these things Jesus Christ talks about. I think that every one of those are important. So as we conclude this time, I mean, know this: you can have an abundant life through Jesus Christ. He is our shepherd. We want to learn to follow His lead. If we learn to follow His lead, you're going to listen. You're just going to have That's a right. great, fantastic right. life. So we want you to be able to live your best life possible. And that's going to come through Jesus Christ. We hope this show has been a blessing to you and hope that you guys all have a great and an awesome week.